Welcome to the Apollo League Founder Series, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs, startups, and investors learn from the founders of today's cutting-edge businesses in their early growth stages. Handing you over to the host, Nick Ackland. Good morning, and welcome to the first installment of the Apollo League Founder Interviews with your host, Nick Ackland. This series is designed to give our listeners some background info on some of our more exciting opportunities that we have listed on Apollo League, and what better way to hear it than straight from the founders themselves. Today we're lucky to be joined by one of the most impressive people I've had the pleasure of working with, Wush Danak, founder of EQ Academy. Welcome Wush, how are you going today? Good, thank you Nick, how are you going? Not too bad, thank you. The weather's not horrendous today. It's, you know, not not too um, thanks for joining us today. Um, I guess we'll keep it you know, pretty brief and very conversational. Um, to get started, why don't you tell us a bit about your business and what led you to starting it? Yeah, awesome question. Thank you. So, look, my background is actually in law, so I was probably one of the most, uh, I'd say, low emotion intelligent people you would probably would have met a couple <laughs> of years ago, um, and uh, decided to to leave the law. And I literally just quit my job uh, one morning, and I was sitting at home watching, I think, Dr. Phil, and I was like, man, what do I need to do with my life? <laughs> and uh, that led me to getting a coach. And part of that process was you know, a whole piece on, um, you know, understanding my emotions, um, you know, opening up a little bit more, showing a bit more vulnerability and and really knowing who I was. And I thought, you know what, this is this is pretty cool. I found it really valuable, which led me actually on a journey to do further work. And I thought there's actually other leaders out there or really highly IQ, technically skilled people that I think that are missing this awesome EQ component. So that is literally what got me started um, on the journey of EQ. Yeah, fantastic that you came from starting as a lawyer and you've come to where you are now. It's what a, what a journey. Yeah. So what is emotional intelligence and why is it important for you know, C-suite executives to be emotionally intelligent? Yeah, look, in, in, in a nutshell, um, emotional intelligence is all about being aware of your own emotions. Um, but the key word is in the moment. So it's it's one of those things where we teach you to go, how do you know what you're feeling in the moment that you're feeling that emotion? So, you know, we've always had that, you know, situation frustrated in the car, in traffic, or we've snapped at someone at work when we've been busy and we've sort of later on gone, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. So what um, emotional intelligence does is it lets you understand yourself better so that you can recognize it in the moment. And the more aware you are of yourself, um, the, you know, the better connections you're going to build, which obviously leads to greater success. Yeah, okay. I think I could definitely improve my emotional intelligence <laughs> hearing that. Um, would you be able to tell us some stories about uh, how leaders have failed because of poor EQ? Yeah, look, um, in, in my experience, um, I've worked with many, many companies um, and, you know, one of the, the biggest stories, I won't, I won't name the company, but they yeah. um, they said to me, Ush, we've got this amazing leader and she's great. She's really taken our business from, you know, A to Z and, and we've got really, really far with her. 
And, uh, but we, you know, she's just not performing. We've just got some issues and, you know, we don't know where to go next. And I said, okay. And I've got a HR background, hence it was a, a HR question. And I said, okay, so what do we want to do? And they said, oh, we think that she needs to exit the business and we need to probably, you know, have a conversation and get her to leave. And I said, but hang on a minute, you just said that she's performed really well. They were like, yeah, she has. We even paid her a bonus. Like, she's done that well. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, what is it that this person's not giving you? And it was really interesting to hear it because I could, sitting back, I could go, oh, my God, it's exactly a lack of awareness and a lack of EQ that they're trying to explain. But the way they explained it was this. And, I, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a leader, you might get it. And they said things like, oh, you know, she, um, you know, just struggles to connect with people in meetings. She can be quite aggressive and dominating and quite pushy. She doesn't listen very well. Uh, if someone has a problem with her and, and has given her some feedback, she doesn't take it very well. She doesn't really empathize with someone when they when they go to her and they have an issue um she doesn't know how to deal with difficult conversations and these these are all things that you know are eq related competencies that we teach okay. so what this showed me was that this person was great at her job she was you know really technical she did exactly what the business needed but she just couldn't connect and she just lacked the emotional awareness so this is what i see i see this all the time that we've got really really smart people um, with a lot of talent, but just lacking that emotional awareness. So the situation and the answer isn't really sacking them because what's going to happen then is your awesome talent is going to go to your competition, right? And then if they're going to invest in an awesome coach like me and train them in EQ, you've pretty much lost out. So this is really a case of identifying who it is that needs the support just to become more emotionally aware. So that was one case. And I guess the other case that has been out in the public that we can mention is um, Uber. So the ex-CEO of Uber mm. um, in 2017, actually, he, he actually lost his job because of low EQ. And I don't know if you heard, but one of the recommendations by the board following this was that all senior leaders had to have EQ coaching and training. And if you look at that, right, it's, it's really interesting because what you see there is that Uber didn't have a technical or innovation problem. They had that down pat. They nailed that. What they had was a human problem yeah, absolutely. that required a human solution and it needed EQ. Yeah, OK. I think we've we'll, we'll sort of touched on my next question already, but what are some of the consequences um, of employers and leaders having EQ issues. I think it's, you have sort of mentioned it, but I'll ask it again anyway. Yeah, look, I, I think I'm going to, you know, bucket that into three three big areas. And the first one is just poor decision-making. Right? Yeah. Um, if you're a leader and you're not able to make good decisions or even quick decisions at times um, and you're procrastinating around that, that's going to have a massive impact on your business, you know, your ROI, um, all sorts of things, risk. So that's one. Um, second one, which is what I call the silent killer, is a breakdown in communication and trust. So and why I say it's a silent killer is you're not going to really have employees shouting, hey, I can't talk to my boss. What happens is they just sort of um, stop communicating. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then that impacts into bigger things. It's almost like the cancer, right, that you can't really then fix if you don't know it's there. Um, and then the third one is, um, you know, leaders that react and don't respond. So this is that knee jerk reaction, the lacking of behavioral self-control. You know, you get those leaders that you feel fly off the handle or as an employee, you feel you need to walk on eggshells around them. Yeah. So that's pretty much the three in my experience of doing this for five to six years. It's those three key big buckets of issues. 
it's really interesting you say that. I've, I would say I've definitely experienced uh, all three of those. Yeah, yeah. In my career so far. So, how does tell us about your solution? How does it fix these problems? Yeah. So, look, I've got a um, you know a little bit of a method here, and I'll just tell you really quickly. But it covers four areas. So, it's sort of the life cycle of EQ, and the first one is teaching you about self awareness. And in a nutshell, this is you as a leader or anyone understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are. You learn how to recognize your emotions. And then the key is how they affect you and your team. So that starts with self-awareness. Second step is we go into self-management. So it's one thing to really understand how you feel. The second thing is to actually go, okay, I get that I am frustrated. get quite pissed off. How do I manage that? But also, how do I manage that in times of stress? And then what we do is we teach you how to respond and not react. We then go into the third element, which is social awareness. So this is about reading the room now, right? So again, if you've understood yourself, that's great. You can manage yourself even better. But if you can't read the room and you can't recognize what other people are feeling, you're then going to lack empathy. And that's going to be an issue because empathy is one of the key skills required for leadership. So we go into social awareness. And then the last part of my training is around relationship management. So this is where we get you to become, you know, an influencer, a coach and mentor to others. And we teach you how to have those tough conversations with ease. Uh, without that discomfort and to resolve conflict easily. So that's sort of the life cycle, really, of EQ. So it's self-awareness, self-management, social awareness and relationship management. Fantastic. And using that as your, I guess, the core pillars, how does your program work once you you take on a client? Yeah, look, good question. So um, I like to work with a client for 12 months. and I know that when I normally talk to my uh, my clients, they're like, oh, really, we can't have something in like, you know, three months. And we can. We can absolutely do that. But for me, it's a tick in the box, if I'm honest. Um, you know, EQ is something that needs time to, to develop and build and really embed, not only in yourself, but in the culture at work. So we do a combination of face-to-face and online training. So we would normally meet once a month. Um, face-to-face and we would do the teaching the coaching the training and then there's key elements that you are implementing each month based on what we learned and then because EQ is so vast right it covers really cool topics like you know innovation disruption creativity um, resilience personal power you you can't learn all of that in three months it's not going to do it justice so um, if if people are time poor and they want a, a you know a quicker impact there's definitely ways around it where we can give them you know that quick impact but ideally we want to be working for 12 months okay fantastic and so what sort of clients do you usually work with yeah, look, all across the board, EQ doesn't discriminate. <laughs> so we've got we've got clients uh, in all industries, um, but um, you know, at the moment we're you know in COVID. Funny enough, we've picked up a couple of clients that are in the retail space and you know really frontline sales because um, obviously they're thriving in COVID. So they're sort of the focus at the moment of, of where I'm working on. But yeah, otherwise it's across the board. Oh, fantastic. And as you're, as you're taking on more of these big clients, what are your plans to grow the business, I guess, once? We'll assume that the COVID times will eventually leave us. <laughs> they will. What will your plans will. be to grow the business? Um, so, look, uh, 
I, I, you know, I do have a bit of self-awareness. I, I would hope I do. Um, and in that, I've done a bit of um, reflecting on what I know, what my strengths are and what, what I need the assistance on. So I guess for me, um, you know, the ideal person is someone that's going to be like a, you know, chief production officer or um, technology officer. And what we want to do is really build this EQ Academy platform online um, and impact more people. Uh, outside of Australia and actually take it global. So that's sort of where I want to be and what I want yeah, to do. Fantastic. So my understanding is that, you know, a large proportion of your courses now are done face-to-face, but you want to, you know, slowly move to an online platform that's far more scalable. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we just don't know what's happening with travel. So, um, you know, I think if we still want to be able to impact people globally, which is what I want to do, it's just yeah. going to take a different approach. So I think somewhere, you know, with someone with those skills would be amazing for us to um, connect with and really explore about what we can do. And then the other part of growth is really um, just building a couple of really good courses that are self-paced and self-learned so that, you know, anyone that's even not in the leadership position or an emerging leader or, you know, just wants to manage themselves better can, can get some really good learnings on EQ. Yeah, and I guess that's sort of, I guess, the EQ light version or whatever you want to call it can almost act as a bit of a funnel for um, clients coming on for your, you know, larger, more lucrative deals as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it all starts with with that awareness, right, that they that they need to do something. It's funny, yesterday I just got um, a message on LinkedIn from this awesome woman. She's um, an office manager and she's like, oh, she goes, I've been seeing your post and she goes, you know, some of the stuff you're saying about low EQ is stuff I recognise in my business. And she goes, can we have a chat? Because it'd be really good about how do I raise the awareness in in my culture in the role that I'm in to get them to start thinking and behaving with higher EQ. So you know, it's there are people out there that they potentially are not in a leadership role that have the ability to make an impact. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And I, I can see how I think we should go through the <laughs> the whole program. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could really benefit from it, to be honest. Um, so I know you mentioned a, you know, potentially a CPO, so a chief product officer, maybe a chief marketing officer, and maybe even a chief technology officer as well as the three main roles we'd like to get involved in your business. Mm. Is there anyone else that you could think of or are they, I guess, are they the ones you want off the bat? Yeah, I think they're the ones that I want off the bat. I think, like I said, when I had that whole self-reflection piece on you know what I bring to the business and and what's missing I think they're the they're the key areas that you know if if we had that in the business I think that would be such a good fit for us to take it to the next level fantastic all right one only one final question um so what do you think of the Apollo League concept of going out and finding I guess you know leaders who can help grow your business while investing their time and money yeah I think it's an absolutely awesome concept and in it goes back to the whole EQ piece. I think it's you guys that make it great. Um, you know, it, it goes with anything. Like you can have a system and you can have a process, but, um, you know, unless you've got the right people behind it and the right emotions behind it, it's just not going to work, right? So um, I think the system's really good. I think you guys are great. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, the, you guys ask the right questions for us. I think, you know, the bit for me that's been really helpful working with you and Simon has been, you know, the, the questions you've asked um, and how you've got me thinking about the business in a different way that I probably wouldn't have thought of myself. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's what we, it's not what we strive for. So I'm really glad to hear that it's, you know, it's suited you and your business really well. Well, look, that's the end of my questions. Is there anything else that you would like to mention to any interested parties that could be listening? 
Um, no, just get in touch. Like I'm, I'm always up for a chat. Even if it doesn't lead to anything, it would still be good to, um, yeah, connect and um, get your thoughts on even ideas that you may have of where the business could go that I haven't potentially thought of. So, yeah, I would love to hear from anyone out there that's that has an interest in EQ. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Ush. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Nick. And I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in to the first instalment of the Apollo League founding interviews, and we'll be back soon with episode two. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Apollo League founder series. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for our next interview with another founder of a new and exciting business. And until then... Never stop learning.